sometimes you might need to be completely unbalanced. It's not that you are taking care of all of the responsibilities of work. It's that you are taking care of the one thing that's most important yep. and realizing that if you drop the ball on some other tasks or some other important things, you know, that's going to be okay. That's going to be just a reality of life. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Are you ready to start investing in real estate today, but don't know where to start? Sometimes investing can seem way too complicated, but it actually couldn't be any easier than with homeinvest.com. You know the co-founder and my friend, Nate Armstrong. He appeared on episode 20, and if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it, episode number 20. Home Invest is a company that allows you to invest in turnkey real estate. Their goal is to build powerful investment tools that make real estate investing accessible to everyone. They have contractors and property managers available for you with the click of your mouse. While other real estate agents can only offer property, Home Invest brings you a full turnkey package that allows you to diversify your investments, earn passive income and start building equity in properties. Their simple, intuitive design allows newcomers and experienced investors alike to hit the ground running and to be able to choose the properties when they want and where they want. View easy to understand charts and data to allow you to buy in only a few clicks or just a simple phone call. With Home Invest, you'll be building your portfolio as quickly or as slowly as you would like. And right now, Home Invest is giving our listeners, Pillar of Wealth Creation listeners, a free course on how to finally win in real estate investing. So go to homeinvest.com forward slash pillars. That's homeinvest.com forward slash pillars to claim your free course today. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me as always is John Stiles with Bridge Realty. John, how are you doing today? Doing great today, Todd. How about yourself? I am fantastic. Enjoying the beautiful weather. And uh, just, uh, you know, 2019, we're already, what, 20, uh, 20 some days into it. And just trying to make sure I'm on track. It's, it's easy to, to just let the days go by. And so I've just been trying to make sure I'm on track. So I've been um, trying to hold myself accountable for, for what I'm doing every single day um, and keep on holding myself accountable. I think that's really important. All of a sudden the year will be done and you'll go, oh man, I didn't quite do what I wanted to do. And that's nobody's fault except your own. So. Yeah, uh, you're right. It's, it is starting to fly by already. So, um, gotta stay on track. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, we're, we're almost one twelfth of the way through the year, right? And we, we got, uh, 11 months only left to go. So, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of what we're going to be talking about today is, is the book called the one thing with, with, Gary Keller and is it Jay Papazon? I believe so. Um, and you know, the, the book 
really has, has made me think. I, I listened to it previously. Um, I've now listened to it for a third time. And it really has started to make me think like, okay, I, I need to start focusing more on the one thing. And so that's what I've been doing lately is really focusing on that the one thing, the thing that I need to do in order to really try to help explode my business and spending the majority of my day on that one, on one type of task to allow me to get to um, my, my one thing, my one goal. So I think that's really important. I, I've been very purposely time blocking. It's difficult because I haven't done it before uh, to that, ex to this extent. And so I'm trying to block everything out, like all the emails, all the phone calls, all the other like garbage that comes around during the day. I'm trying to block that out for my specific time frame, So I'm not interrupted whatsoever during that time. And I know John, you've been doing that as well. How has that been going for you? Time blocking you're asking about? Well, you, you've been, you have a goal of making a certain amount of, of uh, contacts a day. Yep. Um, how has that been going for you? Have you been able to block the other noise out and really focus on that? Or is it still, is it distracting? Is it hard? It, I would say it's every day. It's a challenge every day. There's distractions that come in and, and it's, it's, it's difficult to, you know, ideally you can turn off a phone, turn off the email, have nobody knock on your door, none of that. But, but the reality is there are distractions. Other people are trying to interrupt you. Just like in my case, I'm trying to interrupt other people. Yep. Um, so, every, you know, um, the first two or three weeks of the year here, I've, I've been on pace for my goals. This week in particular, I'm falling behind and I'm, yeah, because as the book talks about, and, and we can get into maybe some of the yeah. details of the book here, you know, the main question I would say that, that the whole book revolves around is what is the one thing that you can do that if you do it, if you do that thing, everything else will be easier or irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he spends a lot of time, you know, developing that question and, and expounding upon what that really means. But, you know, for me, I've decided that my one thing is outbound prospecting. I need to be making more contacts with people and uh, consistently doing that. Yep. And I've talked about that in the past that, um, you know, right now my goal is 25 calls a day or 25 reaches. Sometimes they're not phone calls, but I'll, I'll call them calls. Um, but other things come up. So when I've got a buyer who, you know, we need to schedule a home inspection um, or we need to review um, the association bylaws or, you know, there's a lot of other important things that come up and try to distract me from my one thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge. It's an ongoing challenge because I'm I'm have got the same thing going on. I've got a lot of people that try to distract me throughout the day. And it's not like anybody's doing like maliciously. I'm going to distract him during his time block period. But I think the more we really own that time and we that that's that's our state, right? It's not it's not our strategy. It's our state. Like that is what we do from. You know, whatever time it is, from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., we are doing our calls. Like, that is our focus, and that is all we're doing. And I don't care if, you know, somebody else has something that they want me to do. It's during my time that I've already got got it scheduled. And and I think, you know, Gary Keller and Jay Papazan in in the book, they, they talk about that, how the most successful you know, business leaders, CEOs, they, they don't, they've got a calendar, right? And it's scheduled and they've got their own time that they're working on their business and, and working on their one thing. They don't just let anybody come in and, and interrupt their, their calendar that day. You know, now there's, I mean, there's going to be some times where you probably have to make some adjustments, but it's, it's not like it's every day, once a week, even that you have to make adjustments. It should be very rare that you're interrupting that time that you're dedicating to the one thing that's going to make your business um, explode in growth. Yeah. And uh, I guess I would compare myself, myself now to what I used to be. I used to really idealize multitasking. And I even like in my little bio on a website of the past company, I actually put, I'm a great multitasker or, you know, something along those lines. Um, and, and then I've slowly, even before reading this book, I slowly discovered that that was like a terrible idea. You know, you, you actually can't multitask. Uh, you actually just switch back and forth, even if it's very quickly from doing one thing to doing the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that's where dis- deciding what your one thing is and then deciding that you're not going to allow yourself to be distracted and multitask on so many other things. That's where that's just so important. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of us think we can multitask and that's like, a, it, it used to be, it seems like, especially um, not very long ago, um, something people pride themselves on. A lot of people pride themselves on. I'm a great multitasker. Right. And now, especially after reading this book and, and learning more about multitasking, that's actually, to me, if somebody says I'm a great multitasker, I say, okay, well, they're not efficient at anything they do. I think <laughs> they can do a lot of stuff, but they can't do anything really well. And yep. they can't concentrate. So what what I'm a good multitasker to me relates to is that you're saying, I can't figure out how to concentrate and I can't figure out how to, you know, prioritize my day. That's what multitasking means. Right. So, so yeah, you're right. And, and he talks quite a bit about that during the book and like, you can't, you can't do that. It's just not possible. What else did you take from the book, John, that you really uh, liked from, you know, again, it's just one of those things where there's so much packed into it. And I'm on my second time listening through it to try to pull out more. Um, 
he talked about balance being a myth. And that, that was a lot of the things he, there's a lot of myths that he tried to, um, you know, debunk. But uh, the idea of having a work-life balance or the, the idea of just having a balanced work-life period. Um, he talked about instead, instead of saying that, consider that you have a counterbalance um, or, you know, wh basically when you are doing something, whether it's you're doing what you need to do for work, uh, sometimes you might need to be completely unbalanced. It's not that you are taking care of all of the responsibilities of work. It's that you are taking care of the one thing that's most important yep. and realizing that if you drop the ball on some other tasks or some other important things, you know, that's going to be okay. That's going to be just a reality of life. Um, now, on the other hand, when it comes to things that are important in your personal life, such as your family relationships, your health, um, and other things, he said, have a shorter time frame of focus on those things so that, you know, in those aspects of your life, though you're going to be focused on those one things, but you actually are going to switch between them. So you're going to switch and be focused on your family relationships. And then you're gonna switch and get focused on maybe exercising. And you're gonna switch, focus on eating healthy. And yeah. so that's just an interesting way to, to think about balance there. What did you take about that section? Well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're still focusing on like the one thing, but it's you're focusing on that one thing at that particular time, right? And, mm -hmm. so, and that's kind of, I think the point that I, I got out of it is like, yeah, look, I mean, it's if if you're working on your business, that's what you're focused on. Yeah. If, if you're with your family, that's what you should be focused on. Like, if you're wanting to get in physical shape, like that is what you need to be focusing on. And but at that particular time, you're focusing on the one thing that you need to do in order to to do that. So, um, uh, yeah, I, it, uh, and, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's it's so easy for us to think, well, I'm going to do some business while, and I'm very guilty of this. So I, I and I need to work on this a lot more. Um, but you know, I've got family time with my kids and my wife, and I pull out my phone and check my emails and maybe answer a couple emails or text messages, and all of a sudden my kids are making a comment about me being on my phone or my wife is or whatever, or they're doing something and I'm just distracted um, because I'm focusing on all of a sudden my business when I should be focusing on my family. And you know, that's, that's not good for anybody. That's not good for my business because I'm not putting full attention and focus on that. So sometimes I, I make a mistake or send an email and, and I should have sent it quite so quickly, uh, whatever that is, or, you know, and, and it's like, but, and that's not fair for my family either. Like if I'm going to spend time with them, I need to spend that dedicated time and, and to be fully immersed with them versus, you know, spending kind of half time with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've totally been there in the family, the kids, they totally notice if you're not paying attention, if you're physically there, but mentally not engaging with them. Um, so one of the things I sometimes try to do is just 
put my phone in my room away from where we're at and uh you know put aside that distraction because there's so so many things whether it work or facebook you know have you ever looked for the bottom of facebook uh, it's it's not there <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's it's just easy to get distracted, and I think you're right. You put your phone in a different room and be be focused on you know whatever that is at hand. Uh, they've got. I I was hearing about some restaurants now that that have a phone check, um, where you go to the restaurant, and you you need to spend some time with the people that you're actually with. So instead yeah. of being on your phones the whole time, they make you check your phone at the door. Yep. Um, I thought, oh, that's a pretty good idea. And it just shows you where we are as a society. We go on a, on a date with our, with our significant other and, and all of a sudden we're, instead of having a, a good, you know, conversation with them, we're both checking the, uh, whatever, the score of the game or the internet or Facebook or whatever it is. And we're distracted. We're just spending that quality time with each other. Right. The yep. one thing. And it's really helpful to put on in those type of forced, I don't know what to call them, but just forced uh, boundaries that prevent those distractions. Yeah. Um, he talked about having um, that our minds uh, are willing to switch what they're focused on every 14 seconds. And so um, that's, I guess that you would might call that our attention span. So if you're sitting there, you know, talking to, your spouse at dinner and then there's a little lull in the conversation, you know, within 14 seconds, you, you're going to think, well, what's on my phone, you know? Um, but if your phone's not there to grab, um, then you can just reorientate yourself to that conversation and what's most important with that setting right there. Hey, I want to interrupt this episode real quick to, talk to you about Nate Armstrong. Uh, our sponsor, Nate Armstrong, he's with homeinvest.com and you want to get to know Nate. So go to homeinvest.com and just connect with Nate. Talk to him. Learn about his operation, what he's got going on. He's a turnkey provider and it may not be right for you, but it could be the perfect fit. So it doesn't hurt. It's a free call, free consultation just to figure out, you know, what they do, what they have to offer. And worst case is you're going to meet a great person who's really well educated in real estate. He's done a ton of different real estate strategies and probably he's going to teach you a little bit, even on a short conversation uh, with him. So go to homeinvest.com and, and uh, connect with Nate's company you're definitely not going to be disappointed. It's worth it. So uh, thanks. And we'll get back to our show. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's about owning, owning your, your state or your story. Right. And that when it's family time, it's family time. And that's what you do when it's business time, it's business time. And that's what you focus on. And, and when it's time to exercise, that's what you focus on and, and so on. And it's, if you can own your story and your state, that's going to be a lot more important. I mean, this book is, it's honestly, it's very simple, right? It's, it's about doing the one thing. Now, this could be a, a blog post that took up, you know, a one page, you know, that, that, that could be it, you know, two, two paragraphs or even two sentences. Um, but the the importance of the book is that it's it's not it's difficult to do like it, the concept is simple 
Right. And the reason why it's a full book is because it's difficult to do. So he hammers home the same point over and over, but through different kind of contexts and different strategies and tra trying to change your, your state and your story. And, and so that's where the book I think is really powerful uh, to actually read. So for, for me, if anybody hasn't read it, you know, obviously we're talking about it because we both enjoy it. And uh, for, for me, it, it's become pretty, pretty important uh, part of my business this year um, and just trying to continue to grow my business. And I think it's going to be very helpful um, in, in that aspect as well. Yep. I would say another important thing that it touches on is the idea of willpower. Yeah. And a lot of times we think that, well, if there's something difficult that I got to do, but I know I've got to do it, I'll just will my way through it. Yeah. So, and to an extent that can work. However, he talks a lot about how willpower is not always available. Depending on the distractions or depending on our physical state, our mental state, uh, if we've eaten well that day, we might not have enough willpower to do what we need to do. Um, so I think his big point with that is, you know, use willpower when you can, but aside from that, use habits. You, um, use scheduling, use, you know, put things in place so that even when you don't have your willpower available, you can still do your one thing that you need to. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I was, I've been reading another book. It's called five, four, three, two, one. I think it's called, uh, Oh, sorry. It's called the five second rule. Um, but the main point is you go five, four, three, two, one, like, and, and that's kind of, resetting your willpower you know when we lose our our willpower like let's say we uh are, we're scheduled to go for a run or or something during the day and and you get into your day and, and all of a sudden it's like uh, whatever i'm not gonna go for a run and the point of the book is you go five four three two one one run and and you reset your mindset to go okay i'm ready i'm gonna do that um, so I, that was a totally different book and maybe we'll talk about that one in the future, but I thought that was really good too. in, in resetting your kind of your willpower, because as you said, it, it's so easy to lose your willpower. We don't have as much willpower as I think most of us would like to think we have. Mm -hmm. Um, we always think that I think the other thing is we think other people have so much willpower. You know, like, oh, wow, you can, you did that. Like, how did you do that? That's great. You've got so much willpower. And so we want to have that willpower. But there's maybe different tactics and different strategies they used uh, to accomplish that, quote, unquote, powerful willpower. Yeah. Well, and he talks about it being every time that you need to use your willpower, you have less of it. Yeah. So you need to plan out your day where the most important things happen f first yeah. so that you're using your willpower then, and then hopefully you complete that most important thing so that when you run out of willpower, you know, you've got other things to do, which are less important. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's exactly um, why it's important to do the one thing, focus on that first 
uh, which is, you know, that that's exactly what I've been doing. Um, I've got, well, I've got my morning routine now that I've been pretty committed to. And then beyond that, you know, for me, I have to get my kids ready and, and on the bus. And then I do my one thing. And then that's what I focus on for the next three hours is my one thing. Um, and even then it's easy to lose focus. It's still not extremely uh, easy, but at least if I do it, then I've found that I'm a lot more focused on it before I would have all these things that I needed to do during the day. And I would put those down and then I would try to find time for my one thing. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't work. You, you don't get to it or you do just a little bit of it and then you get distracted and whatever, you know, else happens and the day goes on. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, I didn't do that today. Well, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's another thing he talked about having a task list or a to-do list. And it's, mm-hmm. if we said, I could make a to-do list that's pages and pages long of things that I could and should do. Right. But, you know, and then how do you organize them and what, how do you prioritize them? Yep. But uh, lately, as I've been trying to focus on my one thing, I've, I've, you know, given up on to-do lists and he talks about having a success list. Yep. Same thing with, with, this is related, but different. My email inbox, it used to be my goal to keep my inbox at zero. And that was a pretty impossible thing to do, but I, at least I kept it close you know, there's always incoming. Now, you know, there's over a thousand messages in my inbox, which is part of me just, that's just, oh, I can't stand it. But I've given up on replying to emails as soon as they come in. Right, right. I got to check my inbox. I probably have like 10,000, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy because you get so many emails. I got, I've got 5,477 unread emails in my inbox, hmm. Un- unread emails. And <laughs> it, I mean, a lot of it's because I like, I just don't spend the time to do that. And I try to only hit on the important ones and the rest of them, they go to the wayside and I'm not a big uh, click and delete type person. So a lot of them just sit in my, in my email. So yeah, for me, I'm sorry if I haven't answered your email if you sent it to me, but uh, I've got 5,477 I got to get to. So eventually I might get to yours. <laughs> right. Well, and that's uh, on a kind of unrelated um, but related topic. For those that are participating in email marketing, I think that shows you that you know they can, email can be effective at reaching people but at the other on the same token people like us who have given up on reading and responding to all emails you may not reach us by email yeah i think for me i mean email marketing is okay but to me you have to have some sort of like warm lead to them already they (laughs) have to want your information for me like I get a lot of those uh, repeat emails from whatever. I've got a lot of investor friends that send out emails and stuff like that. And r- rarely do I ever read them. No offense to, to my investor friends, but you know, it's, it's, you're only going to read something if you're really, really interested in it. And it really is going to make a pow- 
positive difference for you. And so I think you have to, like, I, I send them out too. You know, I send out quarterly updates. I try to send them a little more frequently than that. But um, I know that not everybody's going to read them. And when I look at the results on it, you know, you might have three quarters of people click on them. But then when you really look at the engagement of it, you realize that maybe only uh, at a third at the best actually took time to look at your, your stuff, click on it and actually look at it and, and read it. Some of the email marketing, uh, we're getting off on the tangent. I am uh, some <laughs> of the email marketing actually works just because you made that contact. Like they saw your name, whether they read it or not, they, they saw your name and they recognize you and, that way when you do reach out to them to get business for me, it's like for my investors, a, a lot of times or for people who want to do coaching, um, you know, it's, if they've seen my name over and over, they're going to recognize my name. And that way when they are ready to make a decision or when a property does come that to invest in, they're going to be a lot more likely to engage with me during that time. If I have constantly had contact, whether they've actually read my stuff or not, um, obviously if they read it, they're even more contacted, but it, whether they've done it or not, they at least have my name in their inbox and they can see it. And then when, when that opportunity does come or when you decide, Hey, I want to, I do want to, uh, have, have a, you know, a coach to help me along the way. My name is one that is kind of first of mind. Yeah, no, I agree. And I also have, uh, you know, an email newsletter type of thing. Um, it serves a purpose, but it, it just, uh, I guess my point is it can't be the only way that, the only way. No, that no. you reach out to people. Nope. Nope. So anything else, John, from, from this book that you want to hit on? Yeah, I think one, uh, one final thing I would say is it, it asks the question, are you doing things to the best of your ability or the best that that thing can be done? And m maybe if if you're already doing things to the best of your ability, maybe you need to stretch yourself by focusing on the one thing so that uh, you can grow and actually do better than you could before. So I don't know if that all makes sense, but that was just one of the things I, I took out of this book. So, Yeah, I, and that when you say that, it reminds me of he was talking about, you know, in, in employees and like he had this business that was doing well but it, it just like his business was doing well but he was so stressed out and like things were actually crumbling on him and he hired a, a he hired a business coach um to look at his business and basically it was look we need to hire four, 14 people and or change slash hire 14 people. And that's going to make the difference in your business. So sometimes in your business, it's not necessarily, you know, uh, that you need to do more. A lot of times we need to do less. So you, so you can focus on your one thing and you have other people that can focus on their one things uh, to really, truly make it successful. So I think that was a, a point that he made uh, in the book that I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's very powerful. Something I need to definitely work on because I, 
I try to focus on trying to do too much. I think most of us are kind of like that where we think we can do it all. Well, we maybe, and we maybe can, like I can do most, most of it all myself, but I'm not then focusing on that one thing, which is going to uh, make my business truly grow. Yep. So it's a really powerful book um, and definitely worth reading a couple of times uh, so you can really have it sink in and, and change the way you think about how you're approaching, whether it is business or life or family or whatever aspect uh, you need to improve at. Yep. I, like I said in the beginning, I've listened to it three times now uh, over the last probably year. I've listened to it two times over the last probably you know month, month and a half. Um, there's, there's, I've got an audible subscription and I'll actually probably cancel it, uh, shortly because you only need so many books. And I want to, I want to, instead of buying more and more books or getting more and more books, I want to go back and listen to the same books that I've listened to two or three or four times. Same thing with my bookshelf. I've got all these books and I decided I'm going to stop buying books and I'm going to start reading the books for a second or third time. Um, a lot of times it's good to hear the same thing again and you pick out so much more. Every time I listen to this book, I pick out so much more. I'll probably just continue to, uh, to make it a goal to listen to it at least once a year. Refocus yourself. So anybody who hasn't listened to it, pick it up. The one thing uh, with Gary Keller and Jay Papazov. That's my plug for them. And, you know, I should probably get some, some, uh, we should probably get some commissions for this, John. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's an Amazon link we can put in there. <laughs> there you go. Get some affiliate, affiliate uh, money. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, to our listeners and to our viewers, uh, we'd like to hear from you if you've read this book, The One Thing. Um, and what was your big takeaway from it? How has that uh, changed your thinking or changed your life? Uh, so the best place to have that discussion is probably on our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth Creation. Otherwise, you can go ahead and comment on the YouTube video. And while you're at it, be sure to go to the iTunes page and give us a rating and review of this episode. Cool. Awesome. Um, also, I wanted to mention, I'm starting to ramp up my coaching. I've taken on a few clients and I want to continue to do that. So anybody who's interested in that, or maybe you know somebody who might be interested in that, feel free to reach out to me uh, on that as well. And I'd love to have a conversation uh, with you on, on that. So um, I think that's it, John. That's it for me. Sounds good. Well, we will see everybody next week. Awesome, man. Uh, have a good rest of the day. Make every day a Saturday. Are you ready to start investing in real estate today, but don't know where to start? Sometimes investing can seem way too complicated, but it actually couldn't be any easier than with homeinvest.com. You know the co-founder and my friend, Nate Armstrong. He appeared on episode 20, and if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it, episode number 20. Home Invest is a company that allows you to invest in turnkey real estate. Their goal is to build powerful investment tools that make real estate investing accessible to everyone. They have contractors and property managers available for you with the click of your mouse. While other real estate agents can only offer a property, Home Invest brings you a full turnkey package that allows you to diversify your investments, 
earn passive income and start building equity and properties. Their simple, intuitive design allows newcomers and experienced investors alike to hit the ground running and to be able to choose the properties when they want and where they want. View easy to understand charts and data to allow you to buy in only a few clicks or just a simple phone call. With Home Invest, you'll be building your portfolio as quickly or as slowly as you would like. And right now, Home Invest is giving our listeners, Pillar of Wealth Creation listeners, a free course on how to finally win in real estate investing. So go to homeinvest.com forward slash pillars. That's homeinvest.com forward slash pillars to claim your free course today.